So have you ever used your skill set on friends? Oh yeah. We are not telling them. Just think of like in the back of your like, mind, like psychologically, <laughs> yeah. reverse psychology them to the yeah. point where you're like, oh, I know that's how they're thinking. But I, I people ask me a, a lot whenever people yeah. meet me, friends yeah. or not friends. Whenever yeah. they, they ask me, they tell me things about what's going on with them, and they ask me for my advice a lot. I, I, I can't give you advice from like a two three minute conversation at a party. That's like, true. Yeah. That's, that's, and also, they also have to know that psychiatrists and therapists aren't supposed to give you advice. They're supposed to help you discover what you want to do. They're supposed oh. to help you reflect on what you want. And they're supposed to guide you into, into deciding the choice for yourself. Uh, but a lot of people approach psychiatry or approach therapists as like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, well- They're lazy. They're, they're lazy probably. Yeah, you know? that's, the, that's the easy <laughs> yeah. way. Hey there, welcome to the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another great episode of Gluten-Free Organic Thought Podcast. My name is Michael, and always with me, Robert Dan. Hey, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Today, we have a new guest on, Dr. Dr. Christy. She's coming on. How are you doing? Hi. Yes, hi. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, looking forward to this uh, conversation. So, for so Christy, we, you and I met like a while ago, right? Oof, like three, four years ago, uh, yeah. New York City. Yeah. New York City. I think just parting, I think, right? Uh, mutual friends, and then we went skiing. Mutual friends, yeah, that's right, mutual friends. Um, and so, and I appreciate you, your time coming on, especially on this, uh, this beautiful Sunday outside in Philadelphia. You know, I'm sure you're enjoying the weather there, springtime right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Not as good as Cal California and Orlando, though. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. San Francisco's pretty nice right now actually yesterday it's like 70 <laughs> degrees outside we're like it's it's so warm outside yeah and then i get this weather all right so for today's discussion so uh we had dr christy's on in terms of talk about mental health and i wanted to kind of bring this topic let's recommend that we i mean in our prior episodes we discussed this a little bit here and there but we have a specialist today and i think I'm, from this discussion uh dr christy well she's going to give a little bit of background herself and walk us through also in terms of some of the uh, awareness that we need to be aware as we come in out of COVID, quarantine, and getting reintegrated back to society. So before we get started though, so what are we drinking? Christy, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm just drinking water. <laughs> water, you can just light switch. I'm taking just, you know, straight up vodka. Yeah, that's straight vodka. Chugging <laughs> down the vodka. Yeah, for me, what I'm drinking here, uh -huh. uh, I'm drinking this sparkling wine as usual. It's Augusti Torello Mata. There we go. Sunday fun day. There we go. Sunday fun day. <laughs> That's how it works. I am drinking my mushroom coffee. Uh, pretty straight up this time. No cola, oh. nothing in there. Clear yeah. cup this time. Clear cup this time. It's real. <laughs> it's not fake. <laughs> yeah. Chris, if you didn't know, like, if you ever watched the show, like, Mike always brings on this, like, this cup, and it's like a a black cup 
and you can't see it and every day he comes on saying he has something different but <laughs> we don't know what it is like you, you never know <laughs> maybe not maybe he just maybe he's getting a list of the different names of different drinks yeah I mean, it just has water <laughs> inside you know? now I, I wouldn't do that to the public okay i, I wouldn't lie to like that okay <laughs> so i, I decided you know what i'm gonna prove everybody wrong i'm gonna every from now on, i'm gonna have a clear cup all the time yeah so. clear cups <laughs> <laughs> all right well so dr christy so let's no for those who don't know you i guess give a little bit of background yourself um one, I guess, you know, what you study and why, you know, why did you chose that major in the first place, right? I feel like you have a passion for this. I want people to know it. Yes, yes. Okay, so <laughs> I can start with uh, telling the listeners a bit about my background. I am Vietnamese, uh, immigrated to Texas when I was five and went to college at UT Austin, Hookham Longhorns. Uh, there we go. And <laughs> then went to med school at University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas. Uh, and when I was in college, I you know, did the typical pre-med biology major. Uh, and I knew I wanted to go into uh, med school. And even before I went to med school, I was interested in psychiatry. And psychiatry is often confused with psychology. Psychology is uh, getting a PhD or getting a PsyD now uh, where uh, you don't have to go to med school. Psychiatry, you do have to go to med school. In psychiatry, you can learn how to prescribe medication for severe mental illness, uh, such as schizophrenia, bipolar, uh, and other uh, and other mental issues that would require medication. So, is this the same link? Is this the same link as other pretty much like other med med profession or medical profession, right? It's the same exact link. So we have to go through four years of med school, just like anybody, any other yep. medical doctor, and we yep. get our MD. And then we do uh, four years of uh, training after oh, okay. school. Okay. Uh, so it's so even that... more than family medicine. Family medicine is three years. Uh, internal medicine is three years. We psychiatry is, is four years, and then I I am that's adult psychiatry. Gotcha. And for me, I have a subspecialty of child and adolescent psychiatry. That's two more years after. Wow. So you did wow. six years afterward. Wow. Ten years total. Uh, yeah, six years after oh, med school. After. And then, yeah, 10 years total. Wow. Wow. Uh, for me, though, I actually did a uh, fast track. So for, for people interested in going to child analysis and psychiatry, they can skip their fourth year of yeah. adult psychiatry. Mm. So I did my... Wait, how, how do you skip the fourth year? Hey, I want to volunteer to skip four years. How does that work? You just tell them beforehand that you're interested in doing child analysis and psychiatry. And uh, you, just plan to, you just plan to leave a year early. Gotcha. So you, yeah. And that's that's yeah. typical for people who want to go into child psychiatry. They tend to skip the, the fourth year and then do more two years. So five years total for me. So, so let me ask you this before we even go, you know, later on, those ten, I guess nine years, right? Have you I, did you ever come in, did you ever come in a situation where I'm like, why am I doing this? I, this is so much school. <laughs> I'm just wondering, did you, did you ever had some kind of doubt? I'm just wondering because if you're already so far in, like. And I'm, you're like, oh, I'm almost done. Oh no, oh, I'm like, no, no. I'm like, I'm, I should quit. I shouldn't be doing this. Like, have you thought about that pivoting or no? You just, uh, not, you not, me. Uh, not me personally, but but yes, there are people who go into med school and decide to not finish med school. Uh, it's just so much. It's so much, though. Right, right. And um, for me, uh, I, I did not. And sometimes when you're in something already and you already have a directory, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you, you kind of, it's like a tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. You know. You just focus on what you do next. You don't even uh, question it uh, until you finish. 
and similar, uh, similarly, uh, a lot of my colleagues, that's what they do too. They just kind of tunnel vision it. Just tunnel vision, tunnel vision it. Get to the tunnel end. Vision it. But if you're so tunnel vision, do you get to the end and ever be like, why did I do I'm all of this? <laughs> and they, they do things like I did. Like I start a startup company. Tell yeah. startup company. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Orchid.change, by the way, if your listeners want to check that out. It's a telemental health startup company uh, for people to find individual therapy as well as group yep. therapy and support groups easily. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so now after you graduated, what um, did you do after that? Like you just started decided to okay you know I'm gonna join this com company to work or did you or you had a vision hey I want to work for this bigger company to get the experience like did you end up like I'm just wondering what, what was your vision after you decided after you graduated? Yeah, so uh, I I after I finished my child psychiatry uh, fellowship, yeah. uh, I I joined a children's hospital, major three children's hospital, uh, and I became a faculty at one of the uh, an Ivy League school. Um, school of medicine. So right, that's, teach, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Other trainees. How are you enjoying that? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pretty rewarding. Um, I, I actually, yeah, I, I didn't expect to like <laughs> to teach so much, but yeah. I think I, I do. I find that I do like to teach, and it's 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 not like the typical. Although I do give lecture to some yeah. of the, the residents and trainee, uh, usually the teaching is really on the on the on the clinical. Basically, they see a patient, then they come talk to me about the case. Mm -hmm. I see the patient, and we discuss the ca the patient case together. Things like that. It's more clinical teaching, not uh, so much uh, like freshman biology type of teaching. Oh, <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, I did not like freshman biology. That was it's <laughs> not fun. But yeah. Well, also, it's it's not like a big lecture hall, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a it's, it's not a big class, right? Like when you we taught, it was a very big class. And so most of my, no, most of the teaching I do is just for the, the fellows, the child and adolescent psychiatry fellows. Ah, uh, okay. So it's very so, niche. It's very small, very niche type of deal. Like six of them. Oh, six people at a time? <laughs> so we just do four <laughs> during COVID. But in person, we will just have a small room. Uh, okay. Gotcha. So how long you been doing that for? Um, about three years now, almost three years. Nice. So, so now, you know, as you come in, as, as you, you know, as you develop more in your career, right? Do you have a next, like a next three to five year plan? Like, what do you want to be at sitting there? So I'm just, I'm just curious because at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of doctors who just want to finish med school, they got a job, they like, they made it right. So, like, so some doctors may want to proceed, you know, to continue doing research or try to learn other procedures, something like, so what does a, I guess, a psychiatrist do? Like, or like what what is the what is the goal the longer bigger picture i'm just wondering so for me i'm interested uh, i also do research digital health research um, okay basically how i look at how automation can help in clinical care oh nice mm. that's so awesome I, that's what i study from a research perspective yeah but i also develop software for uh, for where i work i have a digital health grant from uh, um, from a private company Okay. Um, uh, to use to develop the software, so that's what I do for part of my job. Gotcha. So because of that, uh, my 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 career goals are different than the typical psychiatrist. The typical Got psychiatrist it. would really just uh, perhaps climb up the ladder to to be medical director. I'm already a me medical director, uh, and 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 then they would uh, let's just say in academia or stay okay. in a teaching institution mm -hmm. for a while, and and that's how they advance. 
other people decide to go to private practice and they kind of built their private practice on their own and that's how they advance in their career mm-hmm. uh, some people uh, work a mix of things you know they, they they work for a bunch of different companies on different days mm-hmm. um, but for me my 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 career goal is to build a career in doing um, to build digital health software and that that's how so that's how you're pushing your contribution your goal your your like you're envisioning because I feel like with technology you can get that more to more people yeah um, for, for me I am about how can we use automation to improve the clinical care for both the clinician the doctors yeah. and the patient gotcha. I think a lot of medicine is behind medicine still use uh, still use phone calls set appointment right yeah, yeah. I actually wanted to talk about that because I know you're very passionate about that. And I think we can talk, you know, this, uh, talk about a little bit about your, your startup that you're doing as well, right? Uh, because it goes hand in hand. So you mentioned that you saw this gap, right? And they're, they're behind. Like, so so what, I guess, what made you decide, you know what, I'm going to do this, even though you're not a tech person. I think that's a challenge, right? Because at the end of the day, when you don't know something, you just don't know, but you still want to do passion to pursue it. And so like, what's driving you that? Because I feel like you have a big passion for this. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, my driving, I think uh, my driver is uh, to really want to help the clinician avoid burnout. Physician burnout and clinician burnout is a real thing. You know, a lot of clinician, uh, and most of the burnout is attributed to administrative tasks. Really? Oh, that's why the documentation stuff. part of it. Yeah, and, and really, just, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, so that's number one reason. And so my, I actually want to save lives, right? So physician burnout leads to suicide. The physician, the the group of physician, uh, is, um, per capita, we have a high rate of suicide. Oh wow! Uh, oh, I know that. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. So I, I wanted to uh, learn how to use software so that it makes the life of a physician easier, instead of making it more cumbersome. Uh, so I focus on how to automate um, things like to avoid the condition pressing any single button to pay, process payment, to avoid pressing any button, to, uh, to having to email patient the, te- the Zoom link mm-hmm. and put in calendar and all that stuff can be automated. So that's my focus on how to make things so automated that all the, con- the clinician do is show up for the, me- for the telehealth visit and then get paid two days after. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, when I built Orchid, uh, uh, the website is currently Orchid.exchange. Uh, that's the goal. The goal was to do that. And nice. it, it, it does do that now. But we were always adding new features and new automation to, to amp up uh, and make it easier for the clinician. That's pretty, that's wow, pretty awesome. That's awesome. So when did you, you launch Orchid? Uh, we actually, we're still in beta. So okay. our, our people that are on our platform uh, are our beta provider. They give us feedback. We improve it further, but we think we're going to launch uh, uh, officially to the public uh, yep. later in the year, maybe uh, fourth quarter. Nice. Congrats. Nice. That's awesome. So like, uh, let me ask you, what, so did you come up with your, the name Orchid or is it a group collective name? I'm just curious because Orchid sounds very like unique in the name, but it's not related to healthcare, not related. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, yes. It's a funny story. So we were, yeah. Uh, we were debating names. We threw out a bunch of names. No one could agree on it. You know, no one liked any. And so I was like, <laughs> how about Orchid? And then I am with, so my co-founders are three other guys. I'm the only yeah. girl. Yeah. Uh, and so my co I was just saying it for fun. Like, how about Orchid? And then yeah. they're like, they're like, wow, huh, actually that sounds, Orchid sounds nice. 
because you know when you think it's complex orchid, enough it's complex yeah. enough it's pretty enough <laughs> yeah. and it, 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 when you think of orchid you think of calm peaceful yeah, elegant peace. yeah. grace yeah. and so they all like said great yeah let's do it orchid and then turns out they didn't know but my name my Vietnamese name uh Lang Ji yeah. is Vietnamese for branch of an orchid my oh really is orchid Nice. <laughs> you just named it after yourself. That's all. <laughs> so my, my co-founder like, well, then it's meant to be. And, but so my co-founder know that the name of the company is my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome though. And, and so now, yeah, obviously you're in beta right now, right? Like, how do you? I guess I don't know for any kind of startup, right? What? So, what are the some challenges that you that you have faced right now that you didn't thought when you started the company, right? You didn't know that you're gonna face this. I'm just curious, like, and how did you overcome that? Like, uh, yes. So, I think with with when when you're with any team, right? Yep. And the team is young and new. There's always gonna be some communication conflict, you know, some uh, decision making disagreement, things like that. And I think that goes along with uh, any startup uh, where uh, you have to work through, learn how to collaborate, learn how to communicate better. Uh, so I think those challenges are are more uh, are, are more prominent than the challenges of, of, of when how can we fix this bug, right? Those are like, yeah. like really concrete things. Yeah. But the, the soft stuff, the soft skills, and the soft. Uh, mediation and collaboration skills uh, can can be challenging sometimes, especially so being the only woman in, in in the startup team. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and maybe and largely it's only a few women is on our co software developing team. So it's mainly guys who tend yeah. to, uh, as you know, like uh, guys actually they don't even realize they're doing. They're the best guys ever. Like they are venomous themselves, right? Yeah, but they don't realize that that they. They interrupt me all the time mm. <laughs> and I actually had to point them out like hey you're interrupting me and they're like oh oh my god sorry right it's just that's it so they're not aware of it they're just, they're just they're just not aware of it that's what you're saying exactly exactly and I think uh, even the well-intentioned people uh, there are you know some subtle biases that you don't even you're not even aware of yeah maybe uh, doing that uh, uh and I pointed out with them and, and uh, they find it it's, it's, it's funny it's a funny dynamic um, but it reminds me of uh, this TV show I, I saw uh, on Apple TV uh, called Myst- Mystic Quests. Mystic. Uh, it's, a new, it's a new TV show. It's it's only in, in its second season. Uh, and the second season, episode one and two just came out on Friday. Uh, and, and you aren't on the show. <laughs> you, you I, know yeah, the-, I, I, the girl there, the lead developer there, she's an Asian girl. She oh, okay. And I feel like Poppy Lee is my alter ego because she, <laughs> when I saw that TV show and she's like, you guys are interrupting me or like, or like, she's like, so you can relate to her. You, yeah, can you relate to her. her. You understand her feeling. Exactly. I was just like, oh my gosh, this girl is me. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It, um, I'm not alone. Right. I think a lot of female in tech yeah. feel that way, you know, like this. So, uh, so let me ask you this, are the other founders doctors as, as well? Uh, one is or, a, yes, well, two, two of them are doctors. One is a pain medicine doctor and one okay. is a, a psychiatrist, but uh, he's still in training. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, so I guess, 
I, I feel like, you know, everybody is kind of like, you know, same level of caliber in terms of education wise. That's what it sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. I, I guess with like, you know, three to four people, I feel like making decisions is kind of challenging. Like, so with that being said, being a psychiatrist, mental, uh, you know, what are some mental challenges that you guys have to overcome when it comes to like making decisions? Because I feel like someone has to make a decision and how do you end up making the decision? Uh, well, uh, I, well we, we do have our own division of, of, of decision making, like it was okay. already set before. So Got it. we do have someone who is the, um, has most of the, the say. Yeah, of course. Because of the nature. Yep. I'm not full-time with ORCID, I'm part-time. Okay. Uh, and I'm just, I'm on the capacity of being an advisor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I can't, and a consultant. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I'm not employed by ORCID. Uh, so because of that nature, um, it, my relationship with ORCID is a bit different. Gotcha. Okay. So, so everybody has a slice of different decision making. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Got it. Okay. But so now, so now, now side question now, not related to work, not related to anything at all. So, have you ever used your skill set on friends? Oh yeah. We are not telling them. Just think of like in the back of your like, mind, like psychologically, <laughs> yeah. reverse psychology them to the point yeah. where you're like, oh, I know okay. that's how they're thinking. But like, yeah. if I say this. They're gonna, they're gonna follow. Yeah. Them. <laughs> I people ask me a, a lot whenever people yeah. meet me, friends yeah. or not friends. Whenever yeah. they, meet, they ask me, they tell me things about what's going on with them, and they ask me for my advice a lot. Okay. And I, my uh, my thing is that I really need to know your situation in depth. Like you can't have a just like a like a surface, like a surface thing, a, right? A, mm-hmm. a, like I, I I can't give you advice from like a two three minute conversation at a party. That's like, true. Yeah. That's not the advice would not be uh, very uh, good. Useful. Yeah. Very useful. And also, they also have to know that psychiatrists and therapists aren't supposed to give you advice. They're supposed to help you discover what you want to do. They're supposed oh. to help you reflect on what you want, and they're supposed to guide you into de- into deciding the choice for yourself. Uh, but a lot of people approach psychiatry or approach therapists as like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, well, they're lazy. They're, they're lazy, probably. Yeah, you know? that's, the, that's the easy way. <laughs> it's the easy way out. You know? <laughs> but a, good, a good therapist or a good psychiatrist should not tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's true. A good psychiatrist is not supposed to tell you what to do. That's a good way to put that. So that means, so so that means, so, so that means, if there's a there's a if the psychiatrist tells you what to do, that means she's not or he are not doing a good job. That means. Well, she, she probably, in that case, she might be over, she might be uh, overwhelmed or frustrated with you. <laughs> <laughs> You've asked too many times, okay, just break up. Yeah, we're human too, right? We get frustrated, like, like I, do, yeah. I feel so frustrated with some of, my, yeah. some of my cases as well, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, do this to your kid. Or like, <laughs> I, I, actually, let me ask you this. Have you ever, like, analyzed your parents like that as well? I'm just curious. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> some sort of uh, some level of uh, PTSD, especially when he first came back from the Vietnam War. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, like. You recognize certain habits that they're triggering that that they're do, they're doing. Why they they're like raising kids that way? Like, did you, did you have you seen like a little bit like a like it's kind of like the circle of loop? Okay, you're like, oh, this is why they raised me like this. Yeah. Does and it they, give you a and, better understanding of your parents and how, yeah. how they how oh. you grew up with them? Yes, yes. You know, not not from the psychiatric mental health uh, issue level, but more on just the human level. More on like, you know, I understand why you yeah. were so strict. You know, mm-hmm. I understand why you didn't want to be my friend growing up because yeah. 
your parents were never your friend either you know that's true yeah that's true. Uh, and i and i understand that uh why you want me to have a stable career path because yeah your life was just all in flux nothing yeah. was stable that's true yeah so i i understand it from the human perspective yes i can empathize more yeah and listen my parents want to be friends now it's kind of weird let me tell you trust me you don't want the other totally agree like it's that's super weird. so weird <laughs> it's like there's always and and like there's always this like barrier in my like in my mind that i'm like yeah. oh yeah i i can't like be like really good friends with these people like these are my parents <laughs> yeah you can't, you can't always share stuff I'm just yeah i guess okay. it's my parents was like we can be friendlier than we were when we were young when i was younger but not yeah. not super friendly <laughs> but I, I but i feel like at least especially with my parents like i don't feel like they know where to draw the line they're like hey tell me everything you know I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you some stuff, you know, <laughs> and and they, and they get mad at you for not telling them everything because like, I thought we were friends. And that's the excuse that they use now. Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> 180. From yeah. Yeah, but exactly. You, you crossed a different line here. That's a... <laughs> I, I, crossed, I crossed the line. I cannot come back to the line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, so going back to, you know, to your background, to your passion behind this, right? Like, do you, do you, um before going to med school did you have any alternative choices do you want to do this or did you or you already knew going to med school you want to do this ground so when I, when i was in uh college i, I was a resident assistant you know one of those RAs. RAs. you're an ra nice <laughs> I, I was a da so i just i oh there's the desk job i didn't want to be an ra i didn't want to be in charge of those room people too much work <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> yes, and one of my uh, one of my freshman kids, um, he, who was also Asian, uh, yeah, uh, had his basically had his first psychotic break. Yeah, I don't know if you um, basically have you seen a beautiful mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and you know very intelligent, no fault of his own. He just yeah. had a brain uh, disorder, where yeah. uh, he start. Uh, it's straight out of the straight out of a beautiful mind he was paranoid about the government after him he had a fantasy about him and one of the girls in the dorm about being together their yeah. love like in his mind his yeah. reality was different from real reality mm-hmm. and i i I, uh, I was hearing his roommate tell me these things and so i had i had to talk to him and make sure he was okay i walked i walked him to the mental health the student mental health clinic yeah. they interviewed me like they I went to his appointment with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. At that time, he was more lucid because when you have psychosis, you go in and out of, of clear and uh, unclear thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't thought they, they weren't too concerned when they saw him. Okay. Just like a week later, he he was more psychotic, and he was walking around campus, uh, talking about how the government is after him and his roommate, poor roommate, and like like walked with him to to make sure he's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. He, and Eventually, he locked himself in the bathroom, and I had to call the police to get him out of the bathroom and then take yeah. him to the ER. I tell the story just to show that uh, how, uh, you know, and he wasn't on drugs. He wasn't on anything. He was just uh, no more kids. A normal kid, yeah. Yeah, and it really resonated with me because I realized that uh, mental health uh, can really change a person's directory in life. Mm-hmm. It does. You hit with the mental health uh, uh, brain disease. And you can go down a different path. Yeah. And I, I see the path that he was going down as as, as something I want to help. I want him to move him back to that other trajectory that he he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, it really empowered me to want to help people uh, with the uh, psychiatric uh, diseases. Yeah, so and can, uh, get better and be on the trajectory that that they wish they they, they want to, that they want. And this and this can affect anybody any ages, no matter how young, how old you are. Mm-hmm. Well, schizophrenia uh, tends to uh, come out first psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. come out uh, late teens early late 20s teens, really so yeah college age is was the perfect time that it comes out oh, you, wow. that's it's, it's very rare for you for no worries it's very rare so, for so you did you see him out. so after you finished your ra job that year did you ever see him again uh, so he 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 did add me as a friend on facebook so sometimes um i do see him kind of post random jumbo jump mumbo jumbo stuff yeah so i think that he is up and down up and down it's like any disease if you have any disease you have liver disease it comes and goes right Mm -hmm. so do you think now he's aware of it oh yeah definitely i think his parents are aware of it yeah hopefully he's getting treatment okay he's he's doing well so that's what i I guess that's what kind of ignite you to you saw that experience and it's yourself and and from from there you kind of knew that you wanted to kind of pursue this like area yes because i I feel like uh, it really changes someone's life and they're feeling gotcha. their whole family life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, so the impact of it. Yeah, such a, such a different course in life, you know, just from a, a brain disease. And gotcha. uh, schizophrenia, uh, the term for schizophrenia used to be called um, um, de- like uh, dementia. There's little dementia. Uh, and that's because uh, when someone has schizophrenia, you look at their brain, you do autopsy, and you yeah. look at persons with dementia, and you, and you compare the two, the brain of a schizophrenia a person looks like a brain of a dementia person. So, That's crazy. Uh, so, so it's real. Like even like, it's a real brain disease. Uh, and um, but people can still do well. Like we there's um, there's a law professor at USC. Yeah. She has schizophrenia and she still teaches. She's it's under control. Mm. She uh, and she's very she's brilliant. You know, uh, beautiful mind. You know, uh, he won a Nobel Nobel Prize for his mathematic work. That's true. And, yeah. You can still be brilliant. You can be functional. You just yeah. Need, and so yeah, I, I tell people be functional. Yes, I have a friend who went to a mental breakdown as well. She's actually very functional herself, but she's aware of it. She knows when she has episodes coming too as well. Yeah, and she was yeah she was early in our podcast earlier, and so but she's but you can never tell sometimes to be honest with some 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 folks though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is uh, it is it? It's interesting because, uh, like, growing up in an Asian household, we don't really talk about mental health at all. So, That's true. Uh, like, I don't know if I would have thought it as a career option, um, just because it's not talked about and it's kind of it's discouraged a little. Um, yeah. Like with the older generation, right? So, I was wondering, like, how uh, how you got to this point where, like, you this was a, this was actually an option. Versus like where when did I you tell there. your parents earlier on that hey, you wanted to do this or did you let's say hey I'm just gonna be a doctor and then later on oh yeah I'm gonna specialize in this like how yeah, do you yeah. wiggle that out? So my my um so my parents were very uh, accepting of that because okay. my nephew has also has autism. Mm. Okay. Autism is a it's not necessarily psychiatric it's more neurodevelopment. Yep. Neurodevelopment yeah. somewhat genetic too. Mm-hmm. Um and, and uh, but however psychiatrists do also treat uh, autism. And developmental disabilities. So I, uh, so when I told my dad I want to go to do child psychiatry and help kids like my nephew, um, uh, it was just obvious, yeah. right? There's so many reasons yeah. in life that that I I witnessed just like that freshman in college and then 
people approaching me as well and, and uh, telling me their own stories that really resonate with me. But then, but then also my nephew. Uh, really, so my parent, my family was not surprised that I went into psychiatry. Oh, mm. uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, I think Robert's right though. Like it is definitely a little bit harder on, especially with the older generation to talk about kind of stuff. Like, I feel like obviously, uh, in our generation, it's very more common because we talked about it, we've seen it, we probably experienced a little bit more hands-on. While our older generation of parents, they're just too busy working, just to fo focus on surviving, focus on, you know, like I said, there's just too much fluctuation in their, in their life, right? Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't even have time to be looking into this, you know what I mean? So yeah. now, so now in our generation, we have time to look into this. We, you know, we have time to recognize this because we have our life is a little bit more stable. So mm -hmm. I also want to point out that, yes, I agree. Uh, in our parents' generation, they, whenever they uh, think of mental illness, they think there's, it's a lost cause, right? Yeah, lost cause. So, uh -huh. so they wouldn't think for you to have a career in it because they think it's a lost cause. Mm. Uh, so I think that's one of the, the stigma, uh, I guess, or the bias against uh, mental illness from the Asian community is that, they don't know that there is treatment. They don't know that it can be treated. They think, oh, that person just, we're gonna have, have to take crazy. that care of that person. Yeah, forever. it's just crazy. It's over. We're done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, also, they don't seek help and they, they don't, don't they, they don't seek help. Like they just refuse to they seek refuse help in general. It, yeah. They yeah. definitely. <laughs> and it, and it, that's partly because of the saving face, right? Everyone. Oh, is, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I don't want to. I don't want to look bad to other people. Like mm -hmm. the, the Asian community talks too much. They're gonna know stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they hide it. The family hide it. They don't uh, because they they're lose. They're afraid of losing face. Yeah. Because um, so, their so, kids' mental illness reflects on them. Yeah. You know, so there's that whole stigma. So so why do you think our generation don't care as much about that that face? We're more open to it versus their generation. That they're too worried about their. What you say? I think because I think of uh, the, uh, more and more social media, more and yeah. more people like 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 uh, like YouTube, you know, yeah. uh, Mike and Robert, who are letting people have their own voice through the podcast. Yeah. And, and social media, people have their own voice and they tell their own stories. And when you see diverse voices and diverse stories, people are more inclined to share their own personal narrative. Uh, because they're more open about it. More open yeah. about it. I think really the new technology of communication. Yeah. Nowadays, social media yeah. uh, uh, has made people more open to differences. Gotcha. I also think, uh, I think American society also affects uh, how we view like mental illness and all that stuff too. Um, I think- Culture-wise, you mean? Yeah, yeah culture-wise. Cause I think if we, if we all grew up in, in Asia, we probably would still be in that same mental space. Whereas over here, you see white people going to therapy all the time. They're all always talking about it. It's just a normal <laughs> thing. You're like, oh, maybe we should look into this too. Uh, whenever anything happens with us, like they're always like, oh, you should just go see see a therapist or like talk to somebody about it. And so like it's it's easier for us to have that as an option because so you think because a, culturally right now because we're affected culturally by the American culture, we're more open to talking about. It. But if we all of us lived in Asia, you think there still be this barrier about saving face in a sense I think in our so. direction. Really? Because everybody, because oh. everybody over there is saving face, right? And over it's here, about status, I guess. yeah, it's about status, all that stuff. So I think that's probably a big, a big part of it as well. Yeah, but, I agree but, with Robert. I agree with Robert. But but I feel like even here, like you know, the people who are the richest, the highest famous celebrities, they they see therapists, and they, I guess, I guess because they help normalize us. I guess in a sense that at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's human beings. Yeah. So so do you think from an Asian culture change, if they were, if they they saw. Older Asian people, famous people, rich people. Okay, you know what? 
they're they have their own issue they're open about it do you think that would kind of break down the barrier a little bit more in their end i guess from the asian culture perspective I think so. Yeah, I think if more Asian uh, celebrities uh, talk about mental illness and talk about their own journey, yeah, yeah, it could be normalized. But I know that from, I I don't know too well, but I heard that K-pop stars, uh, like every time someone they say anything Mm non-traditional, it's a scandal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Shamed and they they ruin their career. Yeah. Like even saying something bad about the military in Korea is like ruin your career and it's a scandal. Mm-hmm. right even saying that you go to a massage parlor is a scandal i just feel like so it's too much, too much gossip too much pressure on these asian countries you know mm-hmm. for, for a pop star and so i think it's going to be a long way to go for asian countries so, so you're saying that my stars will not, will not survive in asian culture then. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah i think that's probably that's a that's a strong possibility what i do have hope with yeah. is is the the Asian uh, Gen Z, right? The people yeah. us are in younger, yeah. the Gen Z, they're more vocal on social media. And so I think uh, because because we're more global community now, yep. Gen Z throughout the world will be more vocal and it will spread toward Asia. And, uh, and, and that, the, that, Asia. that transparency will help probably. Mm. Yeah. So basically if you in Asia, if you're if you're a K-pop star, sorry, if you're a K-pop fan in Nicaragua and yeah. you're a K-pop fan in, in Korea, in America, you can connect through that common interest and you can start talking to each other and be friends with each other. Mm. And then it will influence each other and be more o- open. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's I can true. see that happening. So now talk about, you know, social media and how this can help create some transparency behind it, right? How, how do you see Orchid utilizing that kind of technology to help that out? Because I feel like from a physician standpoint, we get that, right? But also I feel like uh, there, there's a consumer side of things where there's a lot of... Um, close gap still like where there's still like the missing connection you know what i mean like especially like when it comes to like with a telehealth right i feel like seeing in person versus telehealth is two different things i personally because building that relationship is a little bit harder right and also building that trust and building that community base in it it's a, it's a little bit harder so I, how, how do you envision yourself, like we know, especially whether it's Orca or not? Like, how do we make sure that ties in a little bit more and more inclusively? Like, how do you see that going, do you think? Um, so, so, if I, so your question is how, how do we build an online community? Yeah. People can be connect with each other and be more vulnerable. Yeah, whether it's through Orca or not, but how do we, not only from an online community, but bring that community to with the physicians closer, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so what we built with Orca is that we built an internal messaging system yep. where I can message um, the patient, my clients, or I can I can also message other physician, other yep. clinicians on the platform, and that way we can refer to each other. Because yep. uh, I don't do therapy, I just do medication management. Yep. Uh, and, and and a lot of psychiatrists don't. So I would all I would for my work I often refer to therapists. But um, my patients often have a hard time finding a therapist. So it'd be great if I can easily refer to these therapists. And, and that way, we can also collaboratively work together uh, yep. to take care of our, our patients and clients more effectively. Uh, and then through that, uh, uh, we also plan to build out like a forum. A lot of uh, Facebook uh, communities have like physicians group mm-hmm. on Facebook, right? And people post up uh, things uh, that I personally think they should not post on Facebook because 
Facebook is collecting their data. <laughs> and, and I think it's more HIPAA compliant by having a, for, a HIPAA compliant forum because mm -hmm. people are using these forums a lot, but it's not HIPAA compliant. So I want Orchid eventually wants to oh. update where we so that the physician and clinician and therapist yeah. and psychiatrists can can uh, can engage with each other in more of a secured HIPAA support support group way. Mm. Yeah, because you know you see a lot of those support groups outside. For example, you know there are different support groups for different things, right? How do you make that HIPAA compliant? In a sense, it's kind of hard though. So what I do, uh, what, uh, what I was talking about was not necessarily support groups. What I'm talking about is just like like Reddit, like a form like Reddit, but HIPAA compliant form. Gotcha, like okay. Reddit. So, and, and there's a lot of activities on, in Facebook groups of physicians and yep. therapists talking on those platform, but they're not HIPAA compliant. Gotcha. And, and, and you know, Facebook is trying to, is stealing their, like it's, it's analyzing their information, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Versus if we built a HIPAA compliant forum system and, and, physicians or that know that it's, their information is not being used against them or not being used to sell. To manipulate them, to, manipulate, to be sold, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah that is better of a system. So that's what gotcha. we want to build. But, but the support group uh, is basically, uh, that, that is a, f a f fully functional uh, feature of our platform right now. Gotcha. I hold support groups for Asian American professionals general professionals like you, uh, Michael and Robert, yeah. and also Asian American therapists. So I host uh, three, <laughs> three different groups that mm -hmm. people can join and they can find it on orchid.exchange uh, under find a support group. And the support group format is basically just, just like me and you, it's like video conferencing. Yeah. Um, just, um, but I mediate that, I facilitate that. Mm -hmm. And um, I, started, I started the support group so, so that I can, uh, as more of a way for myself, I want a, a, a safe space to connect with my fellow Asian American Pacific Islanders after the post Atlanta shooting. Yep. Um, and and I I felt that other therapists and, and mental health professionals may need that as well. May need a safe space to process because there was an increase in and there still is an increase in Asian American Pacific Islander AAPI seeking care. And so a lot of therapists uh, see that increase in their clientele. But for the first time, therapists uh, are having what we call bystander trauma, where for the first time, when people talk about trauma, right, they don't look like us, or white patients you don't look like us. Mm -hmm. So we don't really have that uh, bystander Connection. trauma. Yeah. But now for the first time, uh, Asian American therapists are like, wow, that could have been me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's harder to hold a space for someone when you're, you're thinking, that could have been me. Or, mm -hmm. or I, I actually have my own trauma. I was actually assaulted in, in New York City as well. Um, gotcha me myself but then other therapists have said that as well mm -hmm. uh, so you guys share uh, you guys were able to share a story behind that yeah. how to help cope with that a little bit mm -hmm. in a sense yes so, yes okay so, so so i created that this uh, safe space for, for for aapi professional and therapists to join uh, however um uh i was overwhelmed by, by the amount of interest i actually i thought it'd be like not there won't be that much interest yeah but I am, I am shocked of the amount. That's a good thing to have, right? Yeah, it's a good, good. thing that I, yeah. I, it's, it's a good problem to have because at the end of the day now is how can you facilitate the help now? So yes, 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 yes. Um, um, but we, we, we are the, the, so the groups for the therapists are currently closed, but the group for the Asian American professional is still open. We still can have a few more people in that group. So if you're listening and you want to join, 
uh, a support group for AAPI and check out orchid.exchange and join us. So, so like now, let me ask you this: What would be the next step for Orchid to expand that? Just want like it's like because obviously there's an interest in it, right? So, are you, is is there any plan to expand that beyond, you know, like beyond those different groups? Like you have a plan in mind, or yeah, you, yeah, or, you, or, you, or are you more focusing on the tech side thing first? So we we are we are at first a software company. Yeah. So we're planning to we don't we're not like a community outreach company, right? We're not gotcha. a, a nonprofit in that sense. Uh, so we're we're partnering with American Mental Health Collective. They uh, have a network of uh, of uh, thousands of therapists, and they have a, a Facebook group with so many of like over thirty thousand followers. And they are the we want to partner with them. They can be the community outreach. Got it. Got it. So, so, so you guys yeah. work hand in hand next to each other, so because you you want to stay on your own. You want to stay your your niche, right? Yeah. So well, we want to stay with software. We're yeah, a software okay. company. But they 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 plan to use us. To host their events and host oh, that's that's great yeah, that's, 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 awesome. that's actually good yeah because now you have more outreach like you said you have more resources to use and they already they already had the specialty already in that sense like that yeah, yeah. we're not trying to beat them we're not trying to beat that community outreach. <laughs> we're just a software company <laughs> gotcha no i guess the way you made it sound was like okay that, that was part of your i guess uh business plan not business more like having your, your model right to helping bring people in bring awareness to orchid i thought that was part of the plan that's why so but it's not it's like so it's more like a partnership with that outreach community that's what you wanted to do yes yes got it okay that's pretty cool no i mean i i feel like what you're doing right now is uh, obviously it's great because at the end of the day i feel like you know, especially our generation, right? We're gonna have, we're gonna encounter that more and more in a sense that, especially as, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic, as our life changes and our, you know, because technology is gonna evolve and everything's gonna get harder and stuff, you know, it's just, and but we're gonna have more time because as things get more automated, we're gonna be more, more realizing, okay, you know what? We have to reflect around thoughts. Like where the older generations, they're just too busy working. They don't have time to sit back and to reflect anything. Right. Yeah. And so un unless they retire, right? They retire early. They're like, you know, and so like, I, I'm glad that at least, you know, I, to be honest with you, I don't know any many friends who are psychiatrists. I'm just trying to figure it out of my mind. I don't have any. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I have, it's, a, it's, a, it's rare. It's very rare. It's very rare. Yeah. I have maybe, maybe one, two. Maybe two. Yeah, friends. maybe one. You may be my second one, Chrissy. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's just a very tough field because not only you're trying to help you know assist everybody, but you also got to cope with yourself as well. Right, right, and uh, so part of it is is uh, having boundaries, right? Mental balance, mental emotional boundaries. So how do you have how do you have that? That's tough. Like you can like, use it just like any training just like any training if you're trained to do programming you get better right at first you might not be as good and then you just get better and get used to it so when it comes to being a psychiatrist yeah um we just get used to learning and hearing about different people but, it, it but what's the boundary hockey okay a physical boundary is easy to see right mm -hmm. emotional boundaries sometimes it's easy to see as well but for a mental boundary though that's tough i don't i wouldn't able to recognize that to be honest with you mm -hmm. Yes, it is tough. And um, that's why it's so important that the therapists have their own self-care, right? That that's they true. have time for themselves and they, they don't engross too much in their work because it, it is hard to hold a safe space for someone else when, when uh, and, and if you don't take you're not taking care of yourself. It's kind of yeah. breathing your own, wearing the oxygen mask first, right? Yep. That's that's why I always tell my therapist colleagues, you know, yeah. that, that like we have to wear our own oxygen mask first. 
Also, like, yeah, it's like it's either it's either one side where you're like too invested, or the other <laughs> side where you just are so distant that like you don't really have like everything so analytical. You don't feel the emotional side of what they're what they're going that's through. That's true. Yes, yes, and sometimes when that's a that's a big sign of burnout. A big sign of burnout is feeling like you don't care about your patient mm. or feeling complacent, mm-hmm. not putting in the effort that you used to. There has to be a kind of middle ground, right? Not too much effort and not too little effort, middle mm. ground. Um, but a, a good sign of burnout is just feeling complacent about things and just eh, don't want to go work. Uh, I hate <laughs> this, you know. Like, and and sometimes uh, it's it's, uh, it's important to recognize that a lot of our therapists. So, like, do you, so, so do you think that burnout is more becoming a lack of passion, or is it more like I'm just like I need I just need a break in general, like half of the time? Have, what have you seen so far? I'm just wondering from your experience. I think people just need a break. Yeah. Is that a break? Most of the time, people still love what they do. They just, it just gets overwhelming sometimes. So they just need a break. You know, one or two week vacation, not doing anything. Uh, maybe lowering their caseloads, less patient. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That, that, make, that makes sense. All right. Um, right now, we're going to pivot a little bit to the extra MG funny session. And then we, we co- when we come back, we're going to discuss about the pandemic and how the repercussions of, you know, uh, well, all the mental awareness situation that we may, you know, at least, Christy, you're going to help us out, point out some of the, you know, situations that we be, need to be more aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, Robert, you want to start kicking us off with the funny session? I had a funny story, but it was like, I, I had a funny story last night. <laughs> I woke up this morning, read the article was not funny i was like, i don't i don't know why i thought this was so funny like when i'm dead asleep like like half asleep uh but yeah. i do have a funny story today is uh mother's day um yep. like that we're recording and i my mom i bought like every year i buy my mom flowers i send it to her house and then this year she called me and she's like hey don't buy me flowers i want these shoes and she'll she sent me like, <laughs> the shoes that's nice so i was like I, I don't know like i don't know how i feel about that i was like mom when when did we get to the point where like you chose your own gifts like yeah i didn't i was like when did this happen like is there a point in time where we we're like all right now we're just gonna choose our own gifts and then you get us that gift like i i didn't i don't know but apparently this we're at that point now where, I, <laughs> <laughs> where my mom's choosing her own gifts so I, I bought her the shoes and uh and the flowers still came i still got flowers anyways uh, but yeah it was it is a funny story that I was like, oh, now my mom's just like telling me what gifts she wants. Where like before but, I just I buy whatever. Maybe easier for you, right? That's true. It is easier to just have someone tell you what to get. It is, it is, so I was going to buy flowers with my mom this morning. I woke up early and everything. She saw me leaving the door. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, don't tell me you're going to buy flowers for me because I don't want them. And my mom's like, I'm like, I'm like, you don't, what do you mean you want? I always buy you an orchid every year, you know? And she's like, no, I don't need them. I got five, five orchids sitting here. Just yeah, there's like, too many orchids, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> she does have five orchids. And by the way, this orchid that she kept is still alive for some reason. I don't know cool how she kept them alive. In Miami. It was, yeah. Is it supposed to be yeah. cold weather flower? I don't know. It's sitting. No, no, it's, it's, orchid, the species orchid is the most ubiquitous around the world, meaning the most abundance. Uh, yeah. So I mean, orchid would know over world. here. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not as delicate as people think they're very oh. you only need to water them once a week yeah and, and they and they sort and they survive and like literally i, I saw the orchid that i gave her last year for her birthday and last year's mother is still there and still survive when you get her one so, birthday and mother's day like, different and, colors so 
<laughs> how, many, how many colors are you gonna get? And she's like, probably no, at five. She's probably like, yeah, I have all the colors I need. But there's so many, there's so many, there's so many like type of orchids, like Chrissy said, right? Different. They're all pretty. They're all different colors. They're all yeah, unique, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 it's kind of seasonal to certain to certain type of orchids. And so, and I didn't know that by, by the way. But anyway, this guy in Trader Joe's explained that to me. But uh, long story short, though, she's like, no, I don't need flowers. I rather you take the money and just buy me something to eat. And I'm like, oh, okay. At least, uh, at least she wants something to eat. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> so when I'm getting her like a night, uh, let's go. We're gonna cook some steak tonight, but still, like you know. But at least she, with that point, with that point, she Actually, doesn't. You make a good steak. I remember you. You made a, a steak at our. Mike's stage a good cook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, so I totally forgot about that, Chris. By the way, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you made a good steak. Yeah. Yeah. So we end up going to like Costco to get some nice steak and stuff. So. All but, right. Yeah. So no, yeah. no, uh, no flowers, just steak. It's nice. No, I made I made her crab brulee though, uh, for oh, Mother's Day, and so cool. I I prepped it last night and I I just, I just caramel it this morning. Oh, I mean, obviously Asian parents they're not gonna say thank you. They're gonna be like, oh, this tastes okay, yeah. and it's it's all of it, you know. <laughs> like, yes, thank, thanks mike it's it's all right it's all right, yeah. it's all right. No, no, she, no, she, said, she says like it's all right it's not too bad it's not too sweet it's not it's actually no this is actually pretty okay yeah you know? like, okay <laughs> never never get a compliment <laughs> you know how it is christy you know exactly yeah. Yeah. it's funny uh i was watching um there's a youtuber wong fu productions where they they have this one skit where they're like yeah par asian parents don't say like i love you but like a different form of I love you is have you eaten yet? Yeah. And yeah, so they're yeah. like, they just say that and then they're like, okay, they really do care. It's yeah. just they don't want to, they, they never oh, say. I turn food down, to, I turn down food all the time to my parents and then my parents are like, oh, so you don't fit, you now you don't care about my food now? You don't like my stuff anymore? Wow. Like they throw, a, they throw a fit, you know, saying that because I don't show the appreciation for what they do. And I'm like, no, it's just that I don't need this kind of fresh food. Every time I go home, I always bring a cooler bag of food. I'm like, no, I still got a lot of food in my house. <laughs> you gotta understand that I don't have space there either. She's like, oh, he's like, he's like, oh, my food is not good enough for your fridge. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, wow, whoa, whoa. for your fridge. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, that's why I don't cook, so that I always have space in my fridge for my mom's food. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> the mom, your mom listens to this podcast. She'll know. She's gonna feed. You, she's gonna fill your fridge up. Don't worry. No, she does. Every time she comes here, <laughs> she comes to visit, and then she'll like. My fridge is full at the end. I'm like, oh, I love this. Like it's homemade. Food. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, Kristen, you want to go with your funny story or funny meme? Anything like that? You have anything to share? Um, I was, huh? So, so I forgot what my funny story was, but relating to the orchid thing. Yeah. Um, um, on one of my first date, um, for we ended up dating for five years, but on, on my first date with this was this in college or was or was it yeah during med school? Med school, okay. Uh, and then he, you know, usually when you, you have a date or, you know, guys don't even give you any flowers anymore. But back in the day, they did. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> speak for yourself, okay? All right. <laughs> but, but usually they give you like roses or something, right? Something, yeah. Or like, or something. But um, this ex-boyfriend of mine, he actually brought me an orchid. And I was nice. like, wow, oh my gosh, how did you, how did, why did you think of an orchid? And he's like, uh, well, you know, you probably you didn't seem like a rose girl. You, you didn't seem like a, you seem oh. like you seem very unique and different. So uh -huh. I think that orchid is more like you. And so I'm like, wow. And like, well, my name is Leon, Leon Orchid, Branch of Orchid. Yeah. And he's like, wow, that's so cool. Um, 
but yeah, the, the orchid uh, theme has always been part of my life. Uh, my mom's name is also uh, orchid. The fragrance oh. of an orchid. The fragrance of an orchid. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, so, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I, I would ever buy a girl orchid first date. That's a bold move that's for the a, guy. Yeah. It's a long-lasting uh, gift. It, it is. Right a at the beginning. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a long-lasting gift. I'm like, that's a very bold move. Mm -hmm. And you said you dated a guy for five years? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so it worked why. out pretty well. It worked, it, worked out with, <laughs> it worked out pretty well for him. So, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All in the orchid, guys. If you guys, if you guys want advice, go get that. Yeah. Go get the girl orchid. Get that, get, get that unique orchid. Yeah. <laughs> and say that. Even say that. He probably didn't know that. He probably didn't really think I was unique. He was just trying to make me dress up. But that's what he told her. Like, like, like each orchid is so different, and unique. Like you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my funny my thing is not that funny. It was like more like a like a image, so I sent it through WhatsApp, and it's a pretty much for those who are not oh uh, not watching us. <laughs> for those who are not watching us on YouTube, it's an image of a cleanup crew, and the title says "WAP Cleanup Crew," and they literally have a shirt that says "WAP Cleanup Crew." Yeah, on the back. the back of all of their shirts, all of their they're like a onesies or whatever. It yeah. says "WAP." Cleanup crew, W A P. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what does this stand for for real. I mean, this is yeah, too what does this W A P stand for? Uh, and you, you can tell this was in New, New Orleans, by the way, because you can see the background for sure. Like this is definitely New Orleans. Oh yeah, like, yes, yes, very Frenchy, you know. Uh, it's just hilarious. I wonder if the people ask them, "Hey, do you what? Do you do the WAP dance?" You know. <laughs> How long ago was this picture? My 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 I also have my own podcast and it's it's also WAP, but it stands for uh, Wine and Sight. That's right, yeah. So it's WAP, and that's so um, what our listeners uh, WAPers. That's you know what is this your cleanup crew here? Is this, are these guys your cleanup yeah, crew? Yeah, this is my crew. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everybody has you know have their own unique I guess definition of WAP. So it's like yours, Chrissy. It's like yours. Wine and Sight. There we go. Wine one inside. Wine. Where we wine. W H I N E about a psych topic. Oh. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking down at the comments. There's like, they're trying to figure out what WAP stands yeah, for. No, nobody knows in the comment. I read through that. I read the whole comment. Oh, you, you no did? one knows. Wireless yeah, access no points. Uh, <laughs> worship and prayer. Women against porn. Like it's. <laughs> nobody knows what WAP stands for. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of funny. They have, so there's three guys just holding the mops, you know. Mm -hmm. but yeah. just hanging right. out. This is uh, this is actually pretty recent because it's uh, they're all wearing masks and stuff, right? Yeah, it's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, talking about mental health, you know, resuming my part of the topic, you know, as pandemic opens up, right? Um, Christy, tell us your, I guess, from a professional opinion, you know, what do you think we'll probably see out of some of the repercussion after being, you know, locked, I guess, being quarantined for so long, right? As we slowly reintegrate as a society, what are some things that we should be aware of? Yes, uh, so I think uh, maybe we can take a, a little bit uh, back yep. and talk a little bit about what are the issues that occurred during uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. yeah. so That's true. Yeah, what are the common issues? Yeah. Work, work from home. Uh, so what I see a lot is uh, people start questioning that they have ADHD because <laughs> it's hard for them to focus at home and with their kids background or, or, or like with so many different 
distractions that they didn't have before when they're working. The I, I got no kids. <laughs> Listen, I, I got no kids. I still have, I have ADHD. You know? yeah. I, I'm guilty of that. Hold to on be honest one second. Hold on one second. A few minutes later. All right. So, you know, before the technical difficulty, I was just saying that I feel like, you know, even me, I don't even have a kid. I feel like I have ADHD, right? Imagine parents, like, working from home, like you said. They have ADHD with all the distraction going on, though. So Yes, yes, yes. And so what I'm saying is that you probably don't have ADHD. No. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. probably just the nature of being easily distracted sitting at, at home. I mean, kids um, as well get distracted uh, with everyone get distracted if they have to sit all at once in the in a place that they usually don't uh, work at and with so many different things like the TV, they can go to the TV and lay on the bed, yeah. you know, like all and, there's, and there's no boundaries and there's no boundaries either. There's no boundaries, yes, yes. So uh, don't worry about it. Just when, once we get back to uh, um, working elsewhere, or I guess if you're working remotely, then you have to find strategies on how to, if you continue, or if you are continuing to work remotely, then make sure you have good habits uh, and, and good boundaries set up for your workspace and then for your uh, relaxing space. Mm -hmm. You don't want to mix the two because then it will be hard for you to be in the framework for work. Uh, so that's the kind of advice for people who are continuing to work from home. Yeah, Robert, you hear that? No, that's something that I had to do. Like I had to, <laughs> like when we first started work from home, like I would like get up and then walk over to the bed, like to the work. And then I would work for a little bit, go over to the couch, work for a little bit. And <laughs> there was like no separation. So like now I have to like, I wake up, <clears throat> I wake up, I have to get up, I have to get dressed, I have to do like a whole routine that I would normally do when I would go out. And then I go to my desk and then that was, that was work like area. And I don't do anything other than work there. And then you, when I, now it's like, um, before you would like walk home from work. Uh, but now I'm like, walk over to the couch, which is like not enough time, which is one <laughs> thing I need to figure out, right? Like, how do I get that separation? Take a walk around the block. Take a walk around the block. Oh, maybe go outside, which go I haven't outside. done go in a long time. Robert, you have a park out there. Up there. You have a park That's right there. That's true. I have a park like right <laughs> on the third floor of like yeah. the, over here. Yeah. Uh, I right. could go. All right. Yeah. So that's one thing that I advise people. Another thing is people during COVID, people can get anxious, right? Afraid to get COVID or they. That's true. Which can, uh, can still be the case when we start things getting more public now. Yeah. It still is that risk of getting COVID. So just keep that in mind. Um, but then also people were anxious because they might have lost their job. They might be worried about their finances. That's true. Yeah. All those stresses during COVID. Um, so people had an increase in, in stress, increase in anxiety and increase in depression during COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully things are getting, are being picked up more. The economy gets picked up more. People are finding jobs now. Uh, but uh, that can still be the case. Anxiety regarding work and finances can still be the case, even mm -hmm. after we open up. Uh, further, what we also know is that there, there is this increase in anti-Asian hate during COVID. And it really uh, it has been going on since uh, January, February of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, that's true. It, it, it accumulated <laughs> or, or it, the, the mass shooting in Atlanta was a really a big shock to people. Uh, but it's actually been going on for the past year. Um, and I just want to have people be cautious that when things open up more, when things are more public, there are people who have been stressed out the past year may take their stress out on Asian people. So there may be an increase in anti 
Asian violent because more people are mingling around now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So now more people are around and they're out of the house. Now they can't, yeah. now they need something to release all this like pent up frustration and maybe they'll like point it towards an like the Asian American community. Yes, yes. And so, and we have found an increase in, in activity uh, even in places like New York and San Fran. Mm-hmm. We because- definitely have had a lot over here. Uh, just the other day, there was a uh, a couple elderly Asian women who were stabbed. Like someone came out and just like stabbed them in the middle of the street while they're waiting for the bus. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. That's crazy. And no- nobody was nobody was around them. This no, it's like so it. quick. Like they're like like the guy stabbed both of them and then just like ran off. Like they caught the Jesus. guy, but like yeah. they're already stabbed, right? Like they're already yeah, like, of course. injured. So what can you do after that, right? It's crazy. Were, were they okay afterward though? At least they're hospitalized? They're in the hospital. I think they're all yeah. recovering. Um yeah. it's it's uh it's so tough. It just time. happens so it's crazy, yeah. I like I guess the I guess and you know, I don't want to sidetrack the conversation too much in a sense, but I feel like you know you you would think for those two con- most concentrated cities with most Asian, you know, you would think there would be less violence, but there's more though, in mm-hmm. a sense. That's because there's a more mix of the people, more mix. Because there's more Asian, there's more uh, diversity. Uh, yeah. There's also white people. There's also black people, Hispanic. But so, I, I guess, why is that not more happening? In, like, for example, in the southeast, right? Or the sheer number, though. The sheer number is that it's lower, like lower uh, Asian, right? Yeah. Oh, so they so, don't come into contact with Asians as much. So be, well, yes, exactly. It's, it's more, it's more scattered. I guess you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Um, I, was, I always thought that like, oh, like there's more Asians here, so you know more Asian people. So you know all these people are like you know more, more people that are different like that's ethnicities, idea. That's right? Idea. But as you may know, people tend to segregate into their own group and not mm-hmm. necessarily hang out. That's with true. People of their own. Yeah. That's true. That's why it's, it's, it's a natural. Ha- it's, it's a natural habit. It's a natural habit, though. I get that we're saying though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? So what? So out of the pandemic, I mean, out of out of the uh, I guess common issues, right? Uh, obviously, you mentioned anxiety. You mentioned in terms of the anti-hate crime. You mentioned in terms of like, um, like any other mental health situation. I guess uh, issues that you think that we may have to be more cognizant of, in a sense. Uh, I also think um, you may feel more anxious in social situations, especially if you're a shy person, where you have social anxiety. Yeah. And you you get anxiety in social situation. I think. Uh, you might have more of it now because it's been a year since you really interact with people. Mm-hmm. That's true. So now going to your first few social situations, you may feel more anxious. However, keep in mind that anxiety is something you have to overcome. Uh, the more you get exposed to the social situation, the better you'll get at feeling less anxious. So the first few social events may be anxiety provoking for you, but keep going forcing yourself to go so so do, do, do you do mindfulness think exercise right do, do deep breathing do mindfulness so that you can overcome the anxiety and then go to the social event hmm. and you get better the more you go so let me ask you this christy do you so do we want to encourage people to start socializing more and more as like obviously get one gets the vaccine i feel things will open up more or does i guess each person go at their own pace right in a way I think yes. I think you should go at your own pace. Uh, if you, whenever you are more feel more comfortable, uh, there's no rush. There's everyone has a different timeline, and I think uh, you should definitely follow your city and your state guidelines about social distancing. That's you, definitely a must. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely don't feel the pressure to to engage in such situations if you're not comfortable with it. 
Yeah, because I feel I feel like the social pressure. Actually, you brought that up, right? And I think with with the social pressure, I think Robert, in a sense, like I, everyone's group, friends group is different, right? But, but you start seeing like, oh, all my friends are hanging out already, and then you may not be ready to do that. I'm like, I don't know how my friends are like seen it or not. Should I join them or not? Like, you have to that kind of mental decision to make, and then you start seeing that a lot more as as everybody start reintegrating back slowly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I agree, and I think uh, it's it's fair to ask people. If they've been vaccinated, I think. Um, but it's like a it's like a shame card. And well, 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 in a way, all these commercials that are, are on TV about hey, you should get vaccinated, right? Even a lot of different companies are saying that free beer on us if you are yeah. vaccinated, yeah. right? We talked we talk about the free list of yeah, vaccination. There's a list of stuff that you can get for free if you if you vaccinate. Uh, <laughs> really? You oh show your gosh, vaccine card. Yeah, we have yeah. A, another wait, podcast. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a public health issue, and many corporations are promoting vaccination because it's a public health issue. If we if we need uh, there's a tipping point of of where it's effective, and I forgot what that percentage of the population is. I forgot, but there we there's one yeah. Yeah. We need to make that tipping point so that it's more effective. Mm-hmm. If there's not, if people are not get, getting vaccinated, then then it's harder to control. Yeah, yeah. But but the reason why I'm saying that's because I start I start seeing more and more now. It's more like a shame card if you're not vaccinated because at the end of the day you don't know their story, right? Because some so uh, like at the end of the day you don't know the medical condition because it could affect their other health situation, right? Some people may not feel comfortable where they may have you know. Um, you know, reactions to it, so some of that. Like, there, there are certain things, are they, and because I, know, I have a friend who actually, their doctor told them not to do it because of their current medical condition. And so, yes, yes. It's, so it's like kind of like, a, it's almost like a shame card in a sense, like, oh, if you're not vaccinated, cool, now do we want that friend to hang out with us, in a sense. So it becomes cool. that, it's another additional stress, I guess, not stress, but it's more like, um, I guess, you know, it's more like a, a point of where, like, okay, what kind of, you're in that new decision, you have to make this decision, you know? Like, in a sense, like- I also wanna clarify that, that yeah. when, you, when you're vaccinated, it protects you. So that person who didn't get vaccinated, they are more at risk of getting COVID. Yeah. Uh, but it, but you can still be passing COVID on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's because you you're vaccinated, so you may not get the symptoms because you're vaccinated. But yeah. if you have COVID, or the symptom, or the symptom it, might not hit you as hard, right? The symptom might not hit you as hard. Yeah, it's might not hit. Yeah, it might not hit you as hard. Uh, so what what I'm saying is, so you might have you, you might have pass it. the virus if you have it. Yeah, sure. Pass the virus on to that person who's not vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. So it's more on. Do you want to hang oh, out yeah. with them and give them be have them more in contact with potential uh, COVID or not? Yes, it does put the per- people who cannot be vaccinated at a right, greater risk and you're right there are there are diseases out there especially yeah. immune compromised people yeah. uh, they can't take get, get the vaccine yeah. for, for many reasons yeah uh, it's just interesting to see that because that's another that's another i guess stress point right because as as we started low slowly in the greater society so like so i mean like now i think that's more like a repercussion i think because obviously with COVID, right so what are, uh, other repercussions do you think you see out of coming out of COVID besides financially and, uh, uh, before we move on, right, like, yeah. I found that, like, I'm working way more during COVID. So that's, like, a, that's sure, also yeah. a repercussion of all of this is that, like, I just always feel like I'm on and, like, always have to be working. Same and here. it's, I feel like that has a lot of mental stress on you. Just, like, never, like, not getting a break, right? You don't feel like you're getting 
a break yeah, from work. Yeah, people are working more on weekends and, you know, and when they usually don't work on weekends because now they have less social things to go to. Mm -hmm. so, so you are right. A lot of people are working more during COVID. And when they and so what I, want, what I recommend for that is, is um, to really set boundaries with yourself, right? Besides fragmenting your, your workspace with your home space, physical location, you also have to set boundaries for your time. You know, make it a habit where you only work to nine to five and you actually do have to shut down at a certain time. Mm -hmm. uh, or, 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 you know, you only work uh, five hours in the weekend or maybe only one or two hours. That's it. Mm -hmm. No more than that. And the other time you have to focus on yourself or your family. So set, block out your time uh, for other things. Because if you don't block it out, it's not going to happen. You can just sit there and continue working, working, working. Yeah, I agree. And if you, don't, if you don't have other things that you want to do, you'll just end up back into work because you're like, oh, I'm like you just sitting here. I might as well just turn on the computer, right? Like it's Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this is why like, I end up starting taking other stuff. Like, you know, I'll start taking some tennis classes. I end up starting, you know, doing some improv classes, like just to block out time because it's very easy to get back into work in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, Robert, what's the last time you took a vacation? That's two weeks off. Two weeks off? Two weeks off, yes. Uh, like way yeah. before. But exactly. Way yes, before pandemic. Like it was yeah. like, I don't even take two weeks off when I'm when it's not pandemic. So like two weeks off, like that's crazy. One week, maybe I did do I in the last year since I've started my new job, I've taken off one week straight once. So like it's it's like very like before, holidays doesn't count. Holidays doesn't count. I know, holidays don't count. So like one straight yeah. week off, and I was yeah. still like logging in and like checking up on stuff. So yeah. it's like it's I don't know. Maybe I'm just a workaholic. How about you, Christy? When's the last time you took a vacation? Like one with two weeks off straight? Uh, not two weeks, but I was in. Uh, I took Mondays off. My Mondays are my in-person days. Oh, and nice! I off, and I I spent a month in Denver. I still work though. Mm. <laughs> but, Wait, but that's not off. I was though. in Denver skiing. <laughs> I was half working, half 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 uh, half skiing. But, but but that's not off though. Like when you like for example like. I decided this week I'm going to shut down. Like literally this past week, I decided I'm not going to touch my computer. I took a week off between projects. I mean, you know what? I told him, like, you know what? I'm going to add another week. I'm going to take two weeks off now. So for the first time, I feel very like relief in a sense. Yeah. Wow. Because, because I, haven't, I haven't had like a two week, three weeks off in a while since, you know, like I said, before the pandemic, you know? No, but it's just, I want to encourage, I want to yeah. um, emphasize what Michael said. I want to encourage Robert to take a, a two weeks off, you know, at some point, because whenever, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm, I'm on a vacation, it takes me a while. It takes me a few days to get into, get into it. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, Robert, you're still checking that email, right? So I'm always to checking get in stuff into vacation mode, it takes a few days and then, and then you're already back at work mode. I so always I have, have I, I have to turn off, I have to turn off work notifications. Otherwise it's just, it's the worst. Like uh, it, I don't, it'll I don't always get... remind you to like, oh, here's more work to do, so you have to, you got you to take steps. I, I don't even get the emails anymore because I have I don't reply email. I'm out of the office, so I don't even check it. No, it's not it's not emails. <laughs> I don't even get emails now. Uh, I oh, get really? Slack messages like. Constantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can, they can you want to ask your work to give you a separate phone, so that's just your work phone, and then your personal phone is your personal phone. Yeah, I do that. I I have my separate work phone. I turn it off as I do. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Asher works to give you a separate work phone. No, they give us a stipend for for phone for a phone. So we, yeah. I could. I just get an iPhone right there. There you go. I, I just use know. it to pay my 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 current bill. 
So I could buy it. I could get another bill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so now jumping into this, I guess, you know, obviously as we opened up, right. So what can we, what can we do in order to help out the situation? You know, like someone for some of these repercussions, you know, because do we throw like, Hey, let's just throw a bunch of parties. Just get our anxiety out of the way. Like, yeah. do we do that? Like, what do we do? Everyone you know? join the rave. Yeah. Everyone join the rave. Let's go to EC. Let's go to EDC or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, I think, uh, I think we again follow the rules of, of the city and the state, um, but but also um, I would get do it gradually. Start out with a small group, and then and a friend hanging out, and then gradually graduate yourself up gradually. Uh, but then also, uh, I want people to uh, whenever they do feel anxious to really learn how to practice mindfulness. Right, mm. mindfulness is such an important technique to calm yourself down. What do you mean by mindfulness? Can you describe for those who don't know what it, that means? Yes, mindfulness is is a broad term that just means focusing on your breathing or yeah. focusing on, on one of your senses. And the most typical mindfulness exercise is just focusing on your breathing, breathing in and out and counting your breath. And, and then if you have thoughts coming into your head, all you do is pretend that it's floating away and then refocus on your breath. That's, that's the typical sitting meditation or sitting mindfulness. However, you can do mindfulness with walking. You can walk and you can notice your, your foot hitting the pavement, if it's your heel striker or toe striker, and then focus on just your foot and your breath. Or you can do mindful listening where you just listen to the birds chirping while you're walking to work or, or listening to music and all, that's all you do. I actually did that at the beach. I did not notice that. So that, that's what's called mindfulness. So when I was living in Santa Monica, every day after work, I sit down there, watch the sunset, and I just just listen, everything around me, that's what I did. So I didn't know that's what's called mindfulness. My, people typically think mindfulness as like sitting down, doing Zen meditation, mm -hmm, focusing meditation. on the rest. But mindfulness is just really a focus on one of your senses. Yeah. Focusing on your surrounding with concentration and not having thoughts that's the core of my place it's hard it's hard, hard to get into that it's, it's hard, hard to not think it really yeah. is it's very hard not to think because it took me a while to get even get into that zone yes yes it's um, very hard find, though, don't if you do find yourself having thoughts just pretend it's floating away don't judge it don't judge yourself don't be hard on yourself everyone have those thoughts coming in it takes you, you have to be an expert at mindfulness to to not have thoughts so don't don't be, be hard on yourself it's okay just whenever, just pretend it's floating away and refocus on what you're listening to or, or, or breathing or whatever it is that you're focused on. And mindfulness can also be exercise, right? Running is a great way uh, to do mindfulness. That's uh. why people love it. People who are really love running, it's because they zone out and they just focus on their, their movement. Uh, people swim for mindfulness. Some people, sometimes people work out as a way yeah. of doing mindfulness because when you're working out and all you focus on is to your breathing, and your and your, your motion of working yeah. out, uh, that's that's a form of mindfulness as well. Mm. Yeah. And what and can you explain why that why is that important? Just wondering for some folks who don't know what that you do. So uh, constantly, our our brain is is uh, is basically our foot is on the pedal, driving 100 miles per hour. That's yeah. the analogy to our thoughts. Our thoughts yeah. are, is 100 miles per hour, and we don't know how to turn it off. And when we don't know how to turn it off, we're gonna crash. Mm. You know, you're gonna hit a, you're gonna crash your car because you're gonna lose control. Uh, especially when you're like um, stressed, right? It's something if you see it's curved turn, that's like a maybe an incident, maybe a conflict with a friend, a conflict with the boss. You, if you're running 100 miles per hour, you're not gonna be able to let go. 
and pause. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness helps you learn how to pause, let, let go of that pedal, right? Make it lo lower your, your mileage to 50 mile or even stopping, right? Uh, so you can reset your mind, reset your body and be more healthy in and out. Uh, but people, they're just constantly, their mind is constantly 100 miles per hour. We need to learn how to not have that. Yeah, guilty of that for sure. It's yeah. 100 miles per hour. You tend to have anxiety. You tend to have uh, tension in your back, yep. your neck. You tend to not be able to sleep because you're constantly thinking you're tossing and turning at night. Yeah. Those things are, are, are cause stress and cause anxiety and cause depression. Do you, and let me, let me ask you this. Do you catch yourself doing that sometimes? Like what you, you tend to like not like do you practice that a lot yourself too or do you catch yourself like oh my i need to reset sometimes i just need to reset um so i i do it with my patient i do a my one minute mindfulness yeah. every session uh i do it with my support groups we do a mindfulness exercise every oh, so you practice it very often like super often for you yourself i would say in a day i, I do it you know five times a day but wow, that's only, a lot. Only, wow. only one two minute a day one two minute at a time so, so, total, so it's like five, 10 minutes. But, but what is it? I guess what is, I guess, I guess everybody might be different. What is the typical, how long the time for people supposed to be doing that? For me, I literally can sit there for 30 minutes and come by, but then after 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I recommend people doing it throughout their day. Throughout the day. If they don't have time to just sit and do mindfulness, that, that's a great, that's a luxury to be able to do that, right? Yeah. But if you don't have time to do that, then just do one or two minutes before every meeting. Right. That's true. That's what that would work. One to two work. minutes before you go exercise, or one to one two minutes just before you eat. You gotta do mindfulness exercise, and then you eat. You know, or one or two minutes. Uh, when you're brushing your teeth, are you are you really focusing on teeth? Uh, your brush stroke, or are you having all these thoughts? Don't mm. stop having those thoughts. Refocus on your brush strokes. It's, it's, it's tough though, I'm telling you, not to think. It's very tough, uh, yeah, especially, yeah. Really hard. especially if you have a long day of work and then you try to do it after work. I feel like it's easy to do in the morning than in the, in the evening, to be honest. Because when yeah. you wake up in the evening, when you wake up in the morning, you don't have that much thoughts, right? So it's easier to clear, not think about stuff. Yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so. But what I'm saying, what my point is, you don't have to have to just to sit there and do mindfulness. Gotcha. You can just do it throughout the day. Like if you if you're putting dishes away, yeah. why not take that moment to put dishes away and just focusing your breath, trying to walk out any thoughts. Focus on putting that dishes away and focusing your breath. You know, incorporate in your life. It's easier That's than, than to try to sit for thirty minutes. I could never sit for thirty minutes. I'll get I'll get to like five minutes and I'll be like, yeah, this is <laughs> there's not enough stuff going on. <laughs> and i can never clear my head like it's it's so hard like i've tried it like a lot and it's it's so hard you just sit there and you're like oh and then you think about not thinking about stuff like how is like how does that <laughs> thought come in like uh, okay <laughs> try 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 calm and, and headspace and insight those are the three apps that are good for mindfulness exercise and some of it is guided so you can listen and do what they tell yeah. you. And so it's easier for you to do. Headspace is good. Headspace, I, do, I actually listen to Headspace a lot in the, in the playing. So Headspace is really good. And then there's also, if you on YouTube, you can uh, you can do guided mindfulness, guided meditation, and then you can hear a voice and you can follow it. That yeah, I do that to go to sleep. Like there's this guy, Michael Seeley, who does like YouTube videos about like- Oh, you do it when you sleep, huh? To like get you to go from like, oh, you're- you're up here and how to like calm down to go to bed, go to sleep. And it's really nice. 
I have no problem falling asleep. I can turn that off like this. I know Mike that. sleeps everywhere. Like he, <laughs> he could probably sleep right now if we if he wanted to. Yeah, I really could. I could not it, do that. It, it's good and bad. Let me tell you. But it's but I can sleep anywhere. Literally, like, as soon as you get in the car, I can pass out very easily. You yeah. know. <laughs> I don't have that luxury either. <laughs> no, but yeah. So I guess you know, you know, wrapping up this piece of this, right? Like, uh, you mentioned, you know, the additional stress, you know, the additional, you know, the insomnia, the anxiety, the, you know, especially with the new social pressure that is going to come back. I feel like everybody's going to be on the be on the similar boat as you are, and there's there might be an awkwardness, you know, there, there might be like, yeah. Like, I, how do you like so we haven't been out like we haven't like talked to people or been around people in i don't know a year and a half yeah. i think now and now whenever i do meet people like the questions like oh there's a skit last night on snl where they're like yeah they're like oh this is the conversations that happen after the, the pandemic you, the, the, the new like, conversation that's yeah, happening yeah. like so how was your pandemic and like it was okay considering and as I was like, that's like <laughs> the conversation every time. And I, I totally feel that. And, and you go to every single person and ask the same and exact the same conversation. <laughs> and like, everybody's like, yeah, considering it was all right. Like that's yeah. everybody's conversation. And yeah, like if you, you know haven't you, you, done you, anything you, in so long, like well, how hey, do you have you, any conversation? You have a good story to tell, Robert and Michael. You, you started a gluten free, you know, again, I thought. Yeah, that's you, true. Great story to tell. You know, I, t I talk about my startup. Yeah. There we go. That's true. But 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 yes, you, but you know what? We, like you know where we're going with this. Like so there are certain things that it just should be the same user conversation, right? Like last that's week. Fine. That's fine. I think we just we just gotta get over that hump. It's but okay. even even last weekend, right? Last week was the first time me playing beer pong in like a year and a half. We sucked so much. This one game lasted for forty minutes. We're like watching each other. Like, oh my god, we're really horrible at this game. <laughs> when we went to when we when we went to, to Joshua Tree, we also had games that were lasted forever. So that like that was like that was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I don't was know. it the beginning? No, no, it wasn't. It was, it was like, like yeah, six, it was like four months in. It was four months in though. It was four months <laughs> in. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe you were just I, bad, like all around. And no, then no, this it, is like... it, it, I wasn't playing. No, I wasn't playing. It was, it was all the people playing. Oh, okay. okay. Like, so we're watching them. Like, I guess they forgot to play beer pong. It's been a, <laughs> been a year. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I think I think it, there is going to be a, a level of awkwardness uh, yeah. what to talk about as well as how to what, what to do in terms of do I shake your hand? Do yeah, it was like, do I elbow you? Do I shake your hand? Do I give a hug? I would say not. The default is no. Okay, for the time yeah. of the default is still no. No to all of it? Like yeah. not even an elbow? Oh, you can do an elbow, thank you. <laughs> but, but what I've done, what I've seen is people just say hi and that's it. They don't mm. hug, they don't shake hands. They don't- uh... Yeah, tell them that he's Spanish people, okay? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's such a, like a weird, like, oh, hey. And then I don't, I don't like but I, uh, reach but out I do to you. But I do feel like it, the level of comfort with each people is slightly different. You're right. Uh, I, but it's hard to gauge that. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, right, right. You can ask, though. It's okay to ask. People will will, will, will ask. And again, it's gonna, everyone's in the same situation. So it's, it's not just you. We're both, we're both going to be awkward for a while. Okay? Yeah. So it's not just you. <laughs> that's, that's what you tell yourself. It's not just me. Everyone's going to be awkward. Yeah, that's true. And imagine, like, you know, going back to client work, right? Going to the office again. I feel like that's gonna be also slightly awkward just because, you know, I'm, but also a lot of people are eager to go back to the office to be honest too. So I, I, I was talking to some, some coworkers, some coworkers that are they're eager to go back just because it's a change of pace. 
I totally want to go back to work. Uh, but my company like got rid of their office. So like now we're all fully remote completely. And I'm like, man, when are we ever going to get to like, see well, other people again? <laughs> but Robert, you can consider uh, doing joining like a WeWork or joining a, a co co-working space. Yeah. Maybe not WeWork, but like some sort of yeah, would they pay for that? Just wondering if they, you would did that. Just wondering. They they would, but not right now. But still, like they yeah. they said that they they will have a stipend for us for WeWork. That's good. But yeah, it's it's just like man, like if we don't have an op like office is like where you, you like meet everybody, like run into people randomly, and like it is like such a different dynamic than just sitting at home and working the whole day through, no no breaks, just going right. Um, so it's yeah, we learned we learned during this pandemic that we actually uh, love is interaction more than we thought. I yes, yeah. I totally agree with that. Like before, I was like, yeah, if I work from home, it'd be great. I love it. I don't need to talk to people. And now I'm like, oh, I really miss just like randomly talking to like awkward like interactions with people. <laughs> Conversation. Yeah. Like, well, at the end of the day, you recognize human beings. We we are socially connected. We want that. We're, we're designed mentally wired for that. We're not meant to be alone. That's the thing. Like, we're mm -hmm. just not meant to be alone. Yes. And we realize, we realize that more and more as we like, as things taken away from us, you realize that more and more. This is why we invented this technology. This is why we're doing, you know, this online stuff. And this is why we had so many virtual happy Zoom hours, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, these Zoom, out, Zoom happy hours just like are no good anymore. They're not enough. They're fatigued already. They're fatigued already. It's not done. enough interaction. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Like like Robert, right? Robert didn't want to do anything for his birthday last year. I just literally just drove up and dragged his ass out of his house. Yeah. We did. I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I don't want to be COVID. I don't want to get COVID. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, I just showed up. I was like, hey, Robert, let's go. We're going to hike. We're going to this park. Let's go. Yeah. You forced me to hike for seven miles, one way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one way for seven miles. I never hiked seven miles in my life, and you you took me out there. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, I, I, but I feel like you know, Christy, you're you're right on this piece. I in terms of take it, yeah, you know, take it easy, right? One step at a time. You know, reintroduce yourself one step at a time, uh, and a, and part of it is that you know get a feel for having that awareness of the people around you because everybody's going to be at their own pace. Well that's said. for sure. Well said. Yeah, that's for sure, though. All right. Um, to wrap up this episode, we are going to do a quick venting rant. So, Robert, you have anything to start off with? Anything to prevent for get your chest off the day? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'm I'm doing all right. Like, I don't think I'm working too hard. I, I am working too hard. But I think I'm, that's all right. I don't think that's I good. have too much of a, a rant. I think my rant was going to be that my mom, like, <laughs> Ask for a gift now, uh, a specific <laughs> gift. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I'm good. Mike, you got anything? Uh, I do got one thing. Not, not. It's not really necessarily like a very huge rant. It's more like an annoyance. <laughs> so they're all annoying. Like all these rants. Like okay, so <laughs> I was, I was in LA this past week, right? And I crashed. You know, I stayed at a hotel, and you know. Well, you have status. You get. You, you oh my it. god! Is this a status? A status <laughs> no, no, no. rant? No, no, no. It's First not, world it's problem not, rant. No, no, but it's not. Okay. But you expect some certain things, right? Uh -huh. But obviously, every restaurant in LA is open, okay? But some magical reason, all the hotel restaurants are not open. Mm. All right. 
So I get that, which is fine. Because COVID, blah, 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 you may not have enough people on staff, mm-hmm. but at least compensate the people's status. To, hey, here's a voucher for this, for the dollar amount, go have food somewhere else. You know, but they don't even do that. Wait, but the restaurant in the, in like the hotel, do you get yeah. that for free? Usually we get breakfast for free, like full oh, on breakfast, breakfast for free. Breakfast yeah, full on breakfast for free, you know, and, and, but they don't even have like, so as an alternative, usually I've seen a hotel does is that they're partnered with at a restaurant across the street. Hey, we're going to send some people with you with this voucher. We'll pay you guys the stipend, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you get at least $10 for the, but these, there's two hotels to stay at. They didn't even do that. I was like, guys, come on. You gotta do I thought something. they always had like bagels or like oranges. No, maybe that. They didn't, they didn't even have that because they didn't even have that. Okay, maybe that's a that's a good gripe, I guess. No, but I'm like, guys, you guys didn't even have this to go. I'm like, I let yeah. you go back, right? It's like something there, just something, nope. anything. A cup. There was only hot coffee and hot water. That's it. Yeah, I'm staying at a hotel right now because I'm still waiting for my uh, home to be done and yeah. I can close on it. But. Uh, I actually didn't notice that. Yeah, you're right. I, there probably should have been breakfast that I don't have, and and they don't clean my my my. Yeah, my and they don't clean your they don't clean your room every day either. Yes, they don't clean your room every day. Yeah, they don't what's clean the point of being there? That's the whole point. But, but, but exactly. So I have to call them for towels. That's and, a nice gripe, though. I like that one. Like, why yeah. are you not cleaning my my room every day? <laughs> I, don't I have to like put my trash together. I have to put it outside my door, like an apartment yeah. complex, and they oh they, they come by and they get the grass. I, I, like I, a I savage. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> savage. Literally like savage. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I get it because of the pandemic, right? In a sense, I guess. But at least they should do some kind of workaround when you're not around. Right? Say, hey, let us know when you're not around. We can come and clean your room. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, that way, they don't, that way you don't interact with each other, right? But they don't even do that. I know. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, that's the benefits of staying here in this hotel. That so. sucks. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the whole benefit is like someone's there to clean every day. Like when I come <laughs> home, it's a nice clean apartment, uh, clean room. Your bed's yeah. made for you. I know, bed's yeah. made. For you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, that's kind of my mini rant, I guess you can say. That's my rant too. That's my. Rant oh, that too. was your rant too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my the maids are not cleaning my hotel room. I'm cleaning myself. So, so how many? How many? Days if you stay so far, I just wonder, Kirsty. How many days? Um, nine days so far. How many days? Uh, eleven, eleven days total. Okay, so out of those nine days, they hadn't come once. No, not once. Not once. So, so you had to call them for extra towels. You had to call them for everything, right? Yeah. Well, I just spend. I just wear this. I just. I, I don't need to switch towel every day. <laughs> but yes, I have to call for for them for things. I'm uh, running okay. shampoo. Uh, you know, I have to call them and get you know, shampoo and. Like, can you can you can you call them and say, hey, I'm not gonna be here in the next three hours. Can you help can I get room service like that? Can you just tell them that? Okay, I, I might ask. I might ask. Yeah, you're right. I could ask that. Let's you see should that. Ask, you yeah. should ask that. That's yeah. that sounds horrific. Like the horrible. <laughs> How do you live like this? Yeah. There's no microwave. There's no microwave. Oh, really? There. There's no microwave. So well, I, okay, certain hotels have no microwave. That's for sure, though. Certain hotels don't have. This one does not. Uh, it's a Hilton. It has a good view, but it has not a microwave. Wait, are you a regular Hilton or Hilton Garden Inn? Uh, regular Hilton. You should, did you call them? It's an older one. It's older. But you're right. Maybe I should ask for a, uh, yeah. a microwave. Yeah. Yeah. They, they usually tell they, them you, you want you want up in the suites. Now, for all of your, your horrible service that they've given you. No, but I do feel like Hilton are the ones a little bit behind. I, I said to Marriott, they're a little bit more further along now. So they brought back full breakfast to all the hotels and stuff. But Hilton are catching up slowly to open themselves. But mm-hmm. Hilton, though, has, 
Actually, I'll give credit to Hilton. They were smart because they took the pandemic to their advantage where they ended up renovating every single hotel. They, they literally pushed all the projects up and they started renovating every hotel they could. Wow, that's nice. Be- that's smart. Because no one's staying there. Might as well just push a project up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll give them that credit for that though, yeah. But anyway, all right. Uh, so, Chris, you want to plug anything in or where, where people can find you? Yes, yes. And uh, people can find me on my Instagram, vo.care. And for my support groups and uh, for Asian American Pacific Islander professionals, check out orchid.exchange. So basically the HTTPS slash slash orchid.exchange. And uh, and the orchid Instagram is find your support is the Instagram uh, all right, we're, we're gonna have this above her name, so yeah, and we'll have it all the links in the description. So if anybody yeah. wants to wants to find it, then um, oh, that, another thing, a... wine and psych, my wine and psych, uh, yeah, the podcast, wine and psych podcast, yes. yeah. Last my first episode last Wednesday, so every Wednesday at 8 p.m. I release a new episode, and for Asian American, sorry, for May, Asian American Heritage um, Month, uh, I have all Asian American guests, so check it out as yep. well. Oh, that's, that's right. gonna be awesome. Yeah, check out. So yeah, what was it called? Wine and Psych. Wine and Psych. W H I N E. WAP. 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 Another WAP. It's easy to remember, though. So it's, it's, it definitely is. And for, yeah. yeah. So for anybody uh, watching out there, we want you guys to smash that like button, uh, subscribe to our podcast, leave us some comments about um, anything that you've heard or like any any comments that you would have on it for us. Um, and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the podcast apps, you can subscribe, leave us some comments, send us an email if you need to. Uh, and then uh, if you want to watch all of our episodes, you can go to www.gfothoughts.com. Yep. Until next time, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it, Chrissy. Thanks for your time. Yeah, Chrissy, thanks for coming on. Uh, so this is definitely helpful. <laughs> All, right. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you. Appreciate it. Peace. See ya. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode, and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GFOT Thoughts. Drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.